a piece of music that is, it can only mean one thing. It's time for yet another episode of Burying Fake News. First and foremost, a huge big thank you to all the fine folk who downloaded and got involved with last week's show. We really appreciate it. The Legion of Lewis, Marielle's Militia, the battalion of Burying Fake News. We're available all over the internet. Tell your friends, try the waitress, tip the veal. But for those of you who are new to the programming, and there's a few of you who are starting to pick up some numbers, we had two new listeners. This is Burying Fake News. This is the show dedicated to fact-checking, social media posts, and generally just blowing holes in misinformation, disinformation, and shit shows on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram, and all the other social medias. And I'm not alone to join me, as ever, in this crusade. It's my missus, my carer, the boss, La Hefa, the queen of Burying Fake News, soon-to-be wife, part-time interpreter, full-time proprietor, of the all-round good egg chateau, it's Mariella. Mariella, welcome back, sweetie. Another episode. I know, I can't believe we're here, and we've got two new listeners. That's great. I, I don't know if they're new, but I definitely know we've got one new listener, which brings me nicely to a little bit of housekeeping. First and foremost, top of the show, a big thank you to a, a new, another subscriber on YouTube. We're slowly starting to build, I'm sure. Asli Raha, or Raja. Thank you for getting involved, and uh, we appreciate the support. 100%. I uh, can't believe that we've got like two people and, you know, we're not really doing a really good job of remembering names already. No, I've got it written down in front of me. Asli Raha or Raja. I'm not sure which it is. I just can't work out. It, it's just uh, another subscriber and soon we'll be having hundreds. You know, this part of the show will take 10 minutes because I'll have a million names to read out. But until we get there, let's um, move swiftly on to today's topic at hand, which is the Russia vaccine. Well, Have you heard about it? Have you read about this? Yeah, well, I haven't read too much about it, but it'll be an interesting one because we kind of dismissed it a couple of episodes ago, and now it turns out Russia is the first country to um, apparently, allegedly, you know, develop a whole vaccine. So it should be interesting. That is correct. So we did a vaccine update. We spoke about the Oxford vaccine, the Wuhan child, and the Moderna vaccine, I believe. And I said pretty much word for word, we're not going to be talking about the Russia one because it's a joke and I ain't taking it seriously. Lo and behold, then they announce it works. So many will have heard that Russia's announcement or announced they've approved a coronavirus vaccine. I've had a few people actually already ask me what I think of it. And I think they regret asking me what I thought of it. So, But let me be clear. <laughs> I think this is a ridiculous publicity stunt. Um, I think it is supposed to make Russia look like some sort of leader globally, um, some sort of powerhouse, biotechnology powerhouse. As far as I'm concerned, it's actually done the complete opposite. I think it makes them look particularly desperate, particularly pathetic. Um, the nation state equivalent of a bunch of penny stock promoters. The new airliner design prototype just got off the ground, time to sell tickets and load it full of passengers, right? Mm -hmm. Get them all on the Hindenburg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's have a quick look at what's being claimed. The first coronavirus vaccine to receive regulatory approval. But I use the term regula <laughs> regulatory approval in some huge, you know, over-Soviet-sized hands. It's not an international gold standard that they've worked to. And these are the sort of decisions that we're going to discuss. We'll explain to you why. I was going to say, who is regulating this? Russia. 
So I'm gu- I'm guessing they've got some sort of FDA or you know an equivalent of that, and they've approved of it. Again, let's use the term equivalent in some huge over-Soviet-sized <laughs> air quotes. All right. I mean, let's be honest. There's there's no way that you can responsibly approve, in those giant air quotes, a vaccine after it's only been into human trials for what looks to be two months or less than two months, rather. Yeah, and this was the thing, right, that everybody was saying they have not gone through uh, phase three trials, which is where the Oxford and the Wuhan vaccines are at now. Yes. Um, the amount of time that they spent on it, probably it would allow them to enough time to get through maybe a phase one trial and give you an idea of some sort of immune response across more than one dose. That is the double dosing that they purport is the way to, to use it is simply not enough time to do a reasonable efficacy workup as well, and absolutely not enough time to do any sort of reading on safety. Yeah, um, but I think Russia is claiming that they have gone through phase three trials, isn't it? Isn't that true? I no, not exactly. Hmm. Um, but in terms of streamlining the process, we talk about Moderna. You know the American studies as well as. The, the Oxford UK-based trial and the Wuhan one, we're already pushing safety and efficacy trials harder than they've probably ever been pushed, certainly in, in memorable history. Many people are already jumpy about the safety evaluations of various vaccine candidates as it is, including those you know, regulated by the EU, by the FDA. Declaring regulatory approval and taking a public victory lap or a lap of honour, if you like, in the world press before you've done any of that safety work at all inspires pity, not respect. And the various news stories on this, again, approval in quotes, generally have quotes from outside experts saying that it's important to see if Russia's following best practices as such. But it's a very simple answer. No, the news will get people on board. Hang on one moment. The news will get people on board, outside experts who are not involved, and say, "What do you think?" And they're very cautious not to say this is complete bullshit because look what happened just this week to a Putin critic. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of like an interesting piece of context, isn't it? Somebody speaks out against a, uh, you know, Russian politics, and he ends up in the hospital in a coma. Exactly, and. That's why I think a lot of experts have been very soft on their retort. Oh, let, let's see if they're following best practices. That would be really interesting to see what they're doing. What they mean to say is, this is bullshit. The world knows it's bullshit. What is this vaccine candidate anyway? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, you know, do we have like an international um, regulatory organization or institution that can look at all this at an international scale? Well, in terms of looking at the data, we have publishing and academic journals. But there's no such thing as an international FDA? No. However, a lot of the rules are cross-pollinated from one institute to another. Okay, so there's like inter-institutional work then. Yeah, but if something is approved in the EU, unless there's money involved or whatever, it's likely to receive the same FDA approval and vice versa. To be honest, if you're a European drug maker, you want your drug to be a hit, a 
big success in America anyway. Yeah. Europe, because that's where your profits can be made. But anyway, that's another story. Um, this vaccine candidate was actually developed by Gamalia, I believe, Research Institute. And I'm not sure on the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And it's reported to be a mixture. And, and and again, I don't know how accurate this is because I don't know if I trust the reports that I've, you know, the papers. Mm-hmm. But it appears to be a mixture of two adenovirus vectors, AD5 and AD26. And I still don't know why they have to have both vectors present. I don't know why one isn't enough. I, I do not understand why they have to have two. So already not very convinced. <laughs> or very unclear, at least. Not exactly. However, there are other um, people, other people, there are other pharmaceutical companies developing COVID vaccines with a similar approach of using adenovirus vectors. So it's not nothing completely novel which is somewhat reassuring but remember this is the second one they've had to go at the first one failed a lot of toxicity and a lot of people got sick off the first round wait so this is the the second vaccine that they're making that is correct the first one was made people very very ill oh dear i did not know that all right well these guys seem to think that these mixed vector vaccines vsv85 evola candidate they were working on was another example of these seem to think that's the best course of approach. Overall, the idea behind the vaccine doesn't seem to be too bizarre. It's just the development timelines here. All right. Yeah, I think that's like a fair observation, right? It's not the science itself. It could be a bit cause skepticism, but the timelines, like you said. All right. The, the timeline is awful. It could be a legitimate approach to this vaccine. However, we there is no way they fully understand the safety profile of this drug. And this is a product of vaccine nationalism, if you like, which is really the last thing the world needs now. And I don't want to see any country, UK included, and, you know, trying to beat its chest in fashion of using this pandemic to declare some sort of system superiority or scientific prowess. You know, this is a humanitarian effort first and foremost before it is, uh, you know, a a dick measuring contest and i think it's funny that you say that considering that it's been i think it's been something very heavily politicized and we're not a political i thought you were gonna say it's funny you say that because you love dick dick pissing contests and dick measuring <laughs> contests no <laughs> no no but i was just thinking you know like lately with the, pol- the political scene being tense at most you know at, at best with China and with Russia, you know, what did the Russians call the vaccine? The Sputnik, you know, and it kind of is reminiscent of the space race. Oh, you've given it away. Right? Oh, sorry. I, I know you were you know, building onto you this. You stole but, my yeah, thunderclap. Very... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> this is not rehearsed. <laughs> go on, go on. No, you were making some fine points and I didn't want to say anything. Have you finished? Well, you know, Good. it's just, it's that, um... <laughs> yes, I've finished. So the coronavirus research needs to be as, as going going back to what we were saying about this idea of vaccine nationalism and, and like what you were saying, it's been heavily politicized or publicized as well. Publicized, politicized, politicized. This work needs to be Yeah, I'd go politicized. This work needs to be as international as possible. We are not gonna create an effective vaccine looking at the same population of a few hundred thousand people, a few million people. 
because if they're all just white Caucasians, how good is that study? It has to be as international as possible with ideas, with approaches, with publications and trials, most importantly, coming globally. And what Russia have done with this sort of stunt is a step backwards. Now people are going to be agitated for the Russian vaccine and wondering why the others aren't ready yet. And it just creates confusion and discord. And we have enough of that already in, in the scientific world. And we, this is why this podcast exists, to dispel and fix some of these discords and confusions that have been created. And this just throws up even more. Yeah, I completely agree. It, it does kind of put pressure and unnecessary pressure on things that were already very tense. Um, and I think as we'll see with Tweets of the Week, it kind of draws a lot of criticism and at the same time self-criticism. So it's it should be an international effort and unfortunately it's kind of turned into a second space race. I, th- I think this has caused global concern. I think Russia have cut many, if not all, corners, and I will come back to how they've achieved this. The vaccine, as you, as you snubbed earlier, the Flanders, has been called the Sputnik V or the Sputnik 5. And like you said, that is reference to the first um, artificial satellite, Sputnik 1, which they, the USSR launched in 1957. And it's a sign that the Russian government plans to, well, I think a very obvious sign that the government over in Russia plans to trumpet it as a matter of national pride. It's been developed by by Gamala Institute of Epidemiology and Microbiology in Moscow as part of Russia's Ministry of Health, but they have no outward and uh, adventures. They are completely insular as a uh, ministry, as a functioning department. They do not work internationally. So they've made this vaccine that they want to administer in two shots, 20 days apart. Both shots contain the modified adenovirus, which would ordinarily, ordinarily, normally cause common cold. But they've been <laughs> given the gene for the spike protein, which is present from the coronavirus SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. This protein is what allows the virus to enter the human cells. And in theory, this should prime your immune system for an encounter with the actual virus. New vaccines normally pass three tests, which we've kind of alluded to already. A phase one trial, which is we've discussed before, a small number of volunteers, it's intended to be, is this relatively safe and does it work? Phase two, you have a few more people. It tests whether the vaccine triggers an immune response. It looks more carefully for side effects as well. And then finally is the, the phase three trial. And this is where you find out if the vaccine actually protects against infection. And it's not a formality a vaccine might trigger immune response in phase two but this may not actually be enough to confer real immunity in phase three and that's why you need those mass testing and i think they actually plan to achieve their phase three study through bringing it to market which is insane so everybody's part of the phase three trial basically yeah correct it claims there's no adverse side effects and you know is is daughters have had it and, it and it gives the immune response but it's very hard to actually get detailed results of this and they also claim that a phase three trial is going to be commencing with a number of countries help supporting them brazil saudi arabia uae and mexico is included but again i can't actually find hard details of this so i am finding it difficult to talk about this with facts i can only go off secondhand sources because 
it's not reported in Sal, it's not reported in Nature or Science. I just can't find the data. It's reported in some Russian journal. I'm not reading that shit. Public health experts have identified several ways this could backfire. Most obviously, it could have dangerous side effects and, you know, have a big issue with the populace of of, of Russia. But again, without seeing trial data, who knows? The vaccine may not actually provide protection against the coronavirus, which is even worse. At best, unethical. You're, you're giving someone a, a treatment that doesn't do anything. Yeah, and it could give a sense, you know, it could instill a sense of false hope for false security and really backfire. Yeah, if people take it and believe themselves to be immune when they are not, the virus could spread more widely and cause many more deaths. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, even though they've said that, you know, Putin's own daughters have taken it, I I find that a little bit hard to believe, to be honest. That's a lie. It's a big lie. You know it's a big lie. This is a socio-political issue. Countries have problems controlling existing diseases through vaccination now because people are reluctant to vaccinate themselves against, or reluctant to vaccinate themselves or their children. So this is a way to dispel some of those myths by him coming out and saying, oh, my daughters have had it. I think that's a way to encourage vaccination. Yeah, there is a very strong anti-vaccination movement right now with very false claims that are dangerous and disgusting. Releasing this untested vaccine is only going to exacerbate that. Yeah, it would be a very contradictory uh, argument, but I think ultimately, yes, you know, um, it would give strength to this claim of you know we don't really know what the effects are and we're not controlling it enough and for once you know it could be true but yeah i mean you know i wonder if the people of russia will have a choice no well no one in russia has a choice it'll be a tough That's one yeah russia in a nutshell and i was gonna ask do we have any actual data from the phase one trials or is there any actual data on you know what what's been going on so far the short answer is there is data somewhere. I haven't been able to find any primary sources for this. I found it very difficult to, to get hold of other than work that's published in the Very Honest Journal of Russian Medicine. Ah, uh, yes. Very acclaimed journal. I'm not reading it. I refuse. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't read fairy tales anymore. I'm an adult. Aww. I don't have time. <laughs> so I just, I can't believe it. And, and if this was in Sal... <sighs> If this was published somewhere good, if this had been so transparent, if they did have legitimate other countries working with them and the data was readily available, I'd be the first to congratulate them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you know, it's not the actual science that's being kind of questioned here. It's more how many shortcuts have been taken and, you know, are they justified? Is it really safe? So coming back to the shortcuts taken that I, I did promise to talk about, there was one big shortcut may not be common knowledge. In April, the government of Russia decided that they would allow drugs to market if they had completed successful phase one and phase two trials. And if the phase three trial data was incomplete, it was, it didn't matter. Oh dear. In other words, we want to beat everybody else. So we will sacrifice the actual rigorous testing of this mm-hmm. yeah that's how they, they've got it to market they haven't done phase three and they've ruled that it's not important 
And and I think, you know, in general, this pandemic, and again, we're not a political podcast, but I think we've been able to see kind of both the upsides and downsides of different political schemes. You know, while more authoritarian governments have been able to put their countries into lockdown forcefully, like China, maybe, they also managed to kind of not have to deal with so many, you know, protests on like, oh, but it's my freedom to wear a mask or it's my freedom to, you know, ask for things that are actually tested. And equally, you think in countries where we don't have such authoritarian regimes, you've had more people protesting about civil liberties and individual rights, but we've had a harder time controlling everything as a collective, right? And I think it kind of reflects this part on science too. Um, Countries with more authoritarian centralized institutions can kind of make these sort of mandates because well, at the end of the day, they control everything, right? And I wonder if people can really protest these without having re- real serious repercussions, right? Whereas it probably wouldn't work in another country where, you know, um, people tend to have more of a voice in what goes on. It's a very long-winded way of saying the people in China live in absolute fear that they get shot if they look the wrong way across the street. And it's a very easy way to control the populace when they are legitimately terrified for their life in a country where people disappear, in a country rife with human rights abuses and modern slavery and the rest yeah, of Yeah, but, but I think equally you can look at it and say it would have been so nice to be able to control the entire population and say, you know, stay at home. And if you don't stay at home, there will be consequences and... You know. Oh, sweetie, careful. That's why people think you're a Tory. <laughs> no, but you know, like, and I think that this is the thing that it, there's always trade offs, and this is yeah, made it very God, yeah. clear the, what the trade offs are. And there's no system's perfect, but um, you know, when it comes to health, what can we trade off, really? We we can have a discussion about it off air because I don't want to open Pandora's box, Sounds but <laughs> we we shall continue this further when we're not going to get blocked off YouTube. <laughs> denounced for hate speech no yeah absolutely and i'm not saying either one is completely right or completely wrong i'm definitely just saying you know this can be a consequence of different political um atmospheres in different countries right what could fly in the u.s could not fly somewhere else right so fuck russia's scientific method well not their scientific method per se but maybe you know the transparency in the process um and the freedom of people oh yeah the scientific method <laughs> i think that about summarizes the russian vaccine the world more or less knows it's bullshit and i think for those of us who we are able to reach out to the four or five people in the world who listen to this just take that away from mm-hmm. it you know we have these systems set in place to enable drug development as safely as possible as soon as you tamper with these no matter the conditions of the world mm-hmm. you start to risk legitimately doing more damage than the disease that we're fighting yeah and especially i think people need to think about long-term damages you know this is damaging everybody's economy it's damaging everybody's um you know businesses but if people don't trust science then you've got to you know the next 50 years to make up for that one little mistake that you've made right? Or one really big mistake that you made. Yeah. Um, right. It's a reputation on the line. Absolutely. We, we, you know, there are so many tragedies we still talk about today, especially when we think about farming, like the thalidomide scandal, for example. But um, let's, let, let's, let's type this cue to move on to the uh, 
quick fire, not so quick fire, but sometimes quick fire. Ah, I think this this time it'll actually be a pretty quick fire one. So here we go. You ready? It's the quick fire, really quick fire. We promise we're quick fire round. Remember, if you do have any questions, send them into us, bearingfakenews at gmail.com. The link's in the description. Oh, you have got them and I am ready. Fire away, yeah. sweetie. So my number one question would be, could this vaccine actually work? Yes. Yeah, it could. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the vaccine could work. The approach they're using is is not anything bizarre or crazy. We've seen it before. We've seen other companies, not just in Russia, but around the uh, globe, have a similar approach and adopt a similar technique. Yes, this vaccine could absolutely work. Yeah, so it's just risky. It could work. It's risky. All right. The second one is which journal is this published in? It's only risky when you don't do a proper investigation. It's not that the vaccine is risky now. It may be safe. And in two years, we may find out how really safe it was and that they took a gamble cutting corners and it paid off for them. But that should never happen. And it's disgusting that it has. Yeah, I think that's better put. It's a gamble. The second question was, what journal is published in? Oh, I, I'm not sure because I couldn't locate it in a reputable journal. I believe it's in the very honest Russian Journal of Medicine. Ah, uh, yes. A journal we all turn to for our medical procedures. Mm, quite. <laughs> Third question. Will this vaccine be on Western markets? If in two years we've not made any progress of our own and we fail phase through clinical trials and the Russia vaccine has actually shown to be safe and it has been shown across multiple studies and that data is transparent and is made available for scrutiny to the community of course yeah and i think even some countries have already signed up to uh you know collaborate or participate or even purchase it like so i think mexico said that they'd be uh, the, these to... are big ifs <sighs> i must say Yes, the, yeah, I did. I did see that. But these are very gigantic, enormous ifs. When has Russia ever been transparent and working outwards with the world? They just killed a guy because he said bad things about their, you know, the Pope is elected for life. Putin was elected for four years, and Putin's met three popes. <laughs> that is definitely one way to put it. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, finally, my final question from this actual quick round this time. Would you, Dr. G, as a scientist, uh, take this vaccine? Ah, that's a two-part answer. Currently, no. If all those big ifs, as I mentioned earlier, were bridged, if there was a, a legitimate transparency from them and they shared this data and it was found to be extremely safe, extremely efficacy, and that it did induce an immune response and they'd done it on several million people, of course. All right, yeah, fair enough. And uh, at the end of the day, like you said, you know, it's, it's a gamble. It's what it is. It's not that it's all false, but it's just a chance and we are dealing with people's lives and people's health here. So ethically questionable. But yeah, that, that, that is it. It's a big gamble. And the real losers are the, are the civilians of Russia who were born into this country. They have no choice about it. They're not massive diehards against the world and they just want to get on with their life now they're being told they've got to take a substandard vaccine which may or may not cause more damage than the disease that it's trying to prevent yeah yeah absolutely and it is a shame because these are people you know very real people in their lives and their families and their health and well we'll have to see what happens and if i get poisoned this week you know what's happened i was gonna say oh dear this is not very good is it <laughs> i'll be all right I've had, I've had some pretty bad hangovers i'll be all right I'm sure it's equivalent. 
That's okay. I think we've we've got about three people listening, so we shouldn't be getting too much international traction in general. Hey, if you're listening to me and you're agreeing with the words that are coming out of my mouth, you're a co-conspirator and they're going to poison you too, motherfucker. This is definitely not going to help with publicity. That's how you get more. That's how you grow your audience. You threaten them with poisoning. Death by poisoning from yeah, the Kremlin. Yeah, uh, you definitely are a marketing whiz. We're definitely going to, you know... And before I move on, I, I would point out that uh, I do know the guy's name, Krillin something or other, and I was woman and iron with her to sort of give him a bit of a biopic, but I thought, no, fuck him. If he's a real scientist, he would have walked away from this. So, And I, may, I understand it may not be as black and white as that in a country like Russia, but still, fuck you, do better. And with that, I'm going to conclude our quickfire, not so quickfire, but sometimes quickfire today, really especially quickfire, more than usual round. Yeah, sounds good. What are we moving on to? Well, I'm glad you're impressed. You sound thrilled. I am. You know what's next? What is it? It's your favorite time of the week. That's what it's got on the format. It is my favorite time of the week, you guys. The only reason I do this show, even though I don't actually put much work into it besides just saying it. So play that funky music, white boy. music can only mean one thing it's that time of the week again tweet of the week we scour the internet we scour social media we find the most ridiculous dumbest and stupidest tweets posts shares pictures and we share them here with you we read this crap so you don't have to and we have fun whilst well, we try and have fun whilst we do it sometimes we try not to cry sweetie you've got them in front of you kick us off number one this is true we totally just try not to cry and that's enough all right number one the Dems are more than welcome to go to Russia and take the Novichok. I mean, vaccine. Good luck with that. <laughs> I thought this was quite a telling tweet, you know. Why? How come? First of all, it was written by someone who's not a Democrat. Yeah. Right, which can only leave one sort of person. And let's profile this person in the head. Let's not say anything out loud because we don't want to be nasty, but let's just stereotype what you think that person might be who's not Democrat. Mm-hmm. And how mm-hmm. they might feel about vaccines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then listen to what even they, with the way that you profile in their head, what they had to say about Russian vaccine. Yeah, and I think this is what like this is what I was referring to as this would be a very contradictory sort of argument for anti-vaxxers in general. Because on the one hand, you know, saying this is not a safe vaccine because we don't have enough evidence is actually a legitimate sort of an excuse to be like well not an excuse but it's a legitimate reason to be like i'm skeptical about this vaccine and at the same time oh yeah they don't actually believe in the actual process of elaborating them so i don't even know how it would work <laughs> they, they pick and choose what they believe but it, yeah. i thought that was a very insightful tweet you're right you're right i think it's more insightful than number two mm-hmm. Novichok. well that was the one that was an organophosphate it was used in uh, to kill some scruples and a couple of others over in salisbury i believe oh look at that uh, it's yeah, it's quite strange because I'd, the the molecule itself I wouldn't have thought to be as stable as it was. They brushed it on the door, and a few hours later it killed them. And when I looked at the molecule, I thought, "There's no way that's going to be stable on a door handle for that long." But apparently, it was. I actually looked into getting a job at Port Down, the uh, with the British Army researching um, ways to neutralise organophosphates and other such diseases, but the pay was uh, left much to be desired. No, sort your game out, army. Anyway, num- <laughs> number two. I- 
<laughs> Number two. Is this perhaps why they're pushing back of the vaccine? Because if you take the vaccine with nano and it changes your DNA, you will be property of Russia. Oh, wow. I kind of, like, this is one of those tweets where I kind of want to cry. Like, I hope this was said in, like, jokingly. I didn't actually believe this. But I don't know. It could be. Is this why they're pushing back of the vaccine? <laughs> oh, gosh. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> with nano. Nano what? It's... With nano. Yeah, just nano. I'm like, oh my god, you know what? An iPod nano? Nanotechnology? I'm so much left to die. Grandma. Yeah. You're off out, I'm off out with Nana. Yeah. All right, number three. India, China, and Russia are developing vaccine with a fraction of the fund you need. Where are your results? Many families are devastated due to this pandemic with such slow-paced development. Then you don't need to vaccine anyone. Take bold decision like Russia did. Ooh. My eyebrows went so high up <laughs> there actually trying to, like, get real estate space in the back of my head. <laughs> But this is exactly what we're referring to, you know? Like, you know, it will cause this sort of stuff to start popping out. Oh, absolutely. This is exactly the sort of stuff that gets promoted by this. It's not that Russia are so bold, this is so bravo. This is a disgusting decision by someone who doesn't give a fuck about the people who he apparently works for. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, yes, they are probably less funded than the Oxford... Uh, vaccine or the Wuhan vaccine possibly but it doesn't make it any better like I said being bold is not exactly being brave here it's really taking a risk no so no it's not shame all right number four number four we are probably going to travel to Russia or Mexico or something to get the Russian hashtag coronavirus vaccine. It seems the American vaccine is going to have that tracking mechanism and also modifies your entire body's DNA. <laughs> I had to really hold my laughter in there for a second. Laugh away, it is stupid. I mean, these are someone saying that the FDA approved vaccine is going to be very bad for you, but Russia's not even completed study of a vaccine which has been half-baked idea and we still don't know its profile yet efficacy or safety sign me up baby it also makes me very sad that they said mexico <laughs> i really hope mexico does not get involved in this oh no oh that's funny all right number five time to move i say what vaccination are they using the u.s doesn't have a vaccine for wuhan 19 yet bill and fauci are pissed at russia for sure cutting into their profits unless they are fast-tracking. And although not promoted, hydroxychloroquine is still available. What? We found one. We found the Russia vaccine, Bill Gates, Falsy, hydroxychloroquine conspiracy tweet, all in one, baby. You didn't think I could I do know, it, but I, I found it. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I was reading and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. But yes, everything in one. If you go into Twitter and you search Bill Gates, Wuhan vaccine, hydroxychloroquine russia you'll probably find that and a few others i just searched russia vaccine latest i didn't even try to find conspiracies i just wanted to see what the general sort of conversations were that were going on to get a feel for how people are thinking and this was what popped up yeah what a wild tweet i am also kind of there i was very confused when they called it wuhan 19 Hmm. and and in, in terms of fast tracking 
rushed have, have completely done away with the idea of fast tracking and fast tracked it by removing an entire mandatory section of research. <laughs> this wasn't fast tracking, it was completely cutting it out. Mm. Willful ignorance is what it was. Number six is straight into the point. Watch out, Russia is injecting tracking nanos in you with this vaccine. Again, nanos. Nano what? People don't understand nano just means small. Nanos, nanos. like a Tamagotchi. Yeah. That's also what I kind of imagined, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Sputnik. No, no, is no, no. Let, me just, let me just stop no, you there. Go on. Watch out, Russia's injecting tracking nanos in you with this vaccine. They're only injecting Russian people. So the Russian government, all they know is where Russian people are. But it's the Russian government, so they already know where the people of Russia are. <laughs> so they don't have freedom like normal people. Sorry, people who aren't in communist countries. Well, I wonder if, what well, if, like, you know, given the choice, who would rather people rather be tracked by, the US or Russia? <laughs> Russia have been tracking their people for fucking years. They don't need to, you know, imagine a vaccine to achieve that goal. Well, we shall see. Mm. <laughs> so, number seven. Sputnik is Russian for satellites, so Russia is probably going to be tracking everyone who takes this vaccine. Oh my gosh, such a trend. That big brain time. That's a that's a 200 <laughs> IQ level tweet, that is. Sputnik, <laughs> Russian for satellite. Woke. Russia's going to be tracking everyone who takes it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this this person is oh, definitely yeah. on another level. Big brain tweets. Mm-hmm. Big brain tweets. <laughs> Number eight. Vaccine? None so far except one Russia is mass exporting. Honestly, I'd trust them with a vaccine more than Bill Gates, especially after he was riding Epstein's jet to the pervert island. Oh my gosh, we got Epstein involved in this. Another wonderful tweet that, that combines so many different... <laughs> conspiracy facets or faucets of information just pulled together for ooh it's like a blanket when you cover yourself ooh it just feels so good <laughs> and also um, like this mass exportation sort of thing is you know I'm pretty sure they're not mass exporting at least not yet and I really don't know if countries would let them in so uh... I wonder if they've got the ability to even make that much vaccine yeah, and we've talked about, you know, how the challenge is also going to be produce um, enough, you know, quickly to get it to most people in the world. But so I don't know if it's stuck in Russia, then I think it'll and be Bill a while. Gates has nothing to do with vaccines. He's not in the labs. He's not developing this. He's just shoveling money into it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm kind of sad that and he's so not he into should, it. And so should every other billionaire. Absolutely. You know, billionaires do need to take risks where um, governments can. And I, I think uh, Bill and Melinda Gates do that. You know, they just fund. They're not scientists. They're not, like I said, they're not in labs. They just fund these things. So um, I don't know what he's doing in there. <laughs> and, and Epstein's very dead, so I don't know what more I can say about that. Yeah, yeah, and I hope they do a full investigation. This is not a conspiracy <laughs> show until we got the facts. All the facts. All right, number nine. I mean, he was what he was. What was he? Yeah, uh, he was a pedophile. Convicted. Oh, a sex offender. There you go. That's what it was. Yeah, I hope there's a full investigation. Is and speaking of sex offenders, number nine. <laughs> number nine. All the <laughs> Russia vaccine has to do is not impact our DNA. It's already way better than the Bill Gates vaccine. What? <laughs> All the Russia vaccine has to do is not impact your DNA. A 
and it's way better already than the Bill Gates vaccine because the Bill Gates one is so bad that Russia just has to not be crap. I wonder if people like even understand what DNA is, like deoxyribonucleic acid. Yeah, but do they but like? No, people don't. Do, does a vaccine alter your DNA? Do you want to do a Sean DNA? Maybe we could at some point, because um, I feel like it's just thrown around, you know, so like nonchalant. Oh yeah, the DNA and you know your DNA that and you know I don't think people understand. If you're what... Not smash your mic around. Sorry, it's just spiffing. Sorry, um, I don't think we will get what DNA is and how vaccines interact with DNA. Clearly, for a long time we didn't get. DNA was, you know, I remember being taught in school about junk DNA. Now it's, we don't consider it junk DNA at all. We just call it non-coding DNA. We we think it has a purpose. It's just not non-coding. Yeah, it's a very fascinating topic, and I think it's been very wrapped up in. It's kind of just been thrown around as a science jargon, you know, to validate points that are not really relevant. So maybe we should do an episode on DNA at some point. I'd quite enjoy that. Awesome. Which was your favorite tweet this week, really, and? I'm going to try not to edit in any silly sounds, so that means you have to be somewhat concise or to the point or rapid. No, no. The silly sounds help me take a moment to, to actually, uh, uh, you know, make a decision. I had one. Um... Ten minutes later. <laughs> Stop. Uh, I think it has to be... The... Ten minutes later. Maybe it's the second one. I think it was because it, also, it just says nano. The, is this perhaps why they're pushing back a vaccine? Because if you take the vaccine with nano and it changes your DNA, you will be property of Russia. I have like three aspects I really like about this vaccine. I mean, this, this, this tweet, it's the nano. Again, we have no idea what a nano is, but it's Nano, there. nano. Yeah. And then it changed your DNA once more. DNA jargon being thrown out there, not actually knowing how it changes my DNA. And then you become property of Russia. So there's so much like wild stuff going on in this tweet. I love it. How about yours? You will become property of Russia, comrade. Yeah. <laughs> mine's easier. I think mine's number one. I think I quite like this idea. Them dams are more than welcome to go to Russia and take that note chart. I mean, vaccine. Good luck with that. <laughs> you see, you should be doing tweet of the week all by yourself because I do not do those impressions as well. My back is sore from carrying this show, if that's what you mean, yes. I bet. I bet. I'm just here for the laughs. Holy shit. Um, that concludes almost, but not quite, because number 10. Number 10 is a very special tweet. For those who are new, both of you, listen closely. Number 10 is where... <laughs> we show that there are still leaders of truth out there on the internet thriving and that they are wanting to shout and be heard. Number 10 is the palate cleansing tweet for the people. And this week comes from Steve Sildman. Don't know who he is, but he has a blue tick. And he was actually replying to a Donald Trump tweet. So I'm going to read the Trump tweet first. And he tweeted earlier today, 22nd of August, 2020, the deep state or whoever over at the FDA is making it very difficult for drug companies to get people in order to test the vaccines and therapeutics. Obviously, they are hoping to delay the answer until November 3rd. Must focus on speed and saving lives at Steve FDA. 
So I don't really understand this tweet. I don't understand Deep State or who he's referring to, but he's trying to say that it's not his fault there's not a vaccine. It's the FDA's fault there's not a vaccine and nothing to do with the research companies. This is entirely the FDA's fault. And it's always going to be the fault. He's going to blame this for his loss in November. Oh, absolutely. Steve Silverman replied, Steve Silverman replied, a vaccine rushed through the approval process for propaganda reasons, as we've seen Putin also doing in Russia, has the potential to cause the deaths and injuries of millions while decreasing confidence in vaccine worldwide, resulting in millions of additional deaths. It is mass murder. Amen. What a tweet. Simple, to the point, effective, and he should have just finished it off with motherfucker, but he's a blue tick approved man, so. This is why you don't have your blue tick yet, Lou. He, he's a stalwart <laughs> individual. Yeah. I'm on lockdown, but I, I'm, I'm hidden on Twitter. I don't want people coming to find me. Unless you're a friend of the show, follow Bearing Fake News at BF News Podcast. Otherwise, don't come and find me just yet. Once I've graduated from York University and I've got my PhD and I never have to deal with them again, then I'll start letting my opinions fly. <laughs> oh, gosh. But the lesson about that the better. <laughs> yeah, but what a good tweet. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. A lovely summary. And, and that kind of summarizes or surmises a, a brief but another fun episode of Burying Fake News. Sweetie, did you have fun today? I did. I think, you know, there was a lot of, like, I thought it, I think it's so funny how we kind of like overlook certain topics and then we look back and we're like, those were the big things, you know? So it's been one of those that I'm like, oh, wow, you know, we really dismissed this one and all of a sudden it was, you know, whoa, that's what we were talking about. So interesting to see classic a world with fake news. Yeah, classic move for us. But yeah, really interesting. Very much. The, thank you so much. Good. For Glad you enjoyed up. it. And we hope you four people and the two new people, <laughs> a half dozen of you out there, the strong army, how did much fun listeners we did making it. We basically, I say we, I, because again, Maria has already admitted she doesn't do any work towards this at all. I'm just here for the free hot dogs. You're a terrible wife. <laughs> Join us next week when we'll be back for more. And I say we, and again, I mean I, because did I mention just, I'll mention it again. I do all the legwork and the groundwork and my back is still sore. But luckily for Mariella, I got a massive back. <laughs> this is true. What are we talking about next week? Um, I don't know. We talked about several things. Um, are we talking about the R number? Yes, yes. Why are certain? We're starting to see a second Good. wave. Join us next week. We're going to talk about the R number. Yes, join us next week. We're going to talk about the R number. Local lockdowns, particularly in the UK, what we've seen and why we're just starting to quarantine off from countries that saying "f you" and your R number is far too high for us. But in the meantime, in between time. That was Bearing Fake News, the show we give you the amateur blast mouth feeding, knuckle dragging, mouth feeding, <laughs> mouth breathing, knuckle dragging, insufferable cretins who shit up your social media, tweet crap like that every day. Stem the incessant flow of fake news. This is science for non-science people. I said it before, I'll say it again. We hope you have as much fun listening as we did making this. We do love hearing from you. Links in the description for the email below. Follow us on Twitter, somewhere, YouTube, Facebook. Like and subscribe. Get involved. Help us sanitize the web of misinformation in there. I'm running out of breath in my lungs. It's getting late and I'm getting tired. Oh, wait, I got it wrong that time. It's getting tired and I'm getting late. Sweetie, say goodnight. Good night, guys.